Mythology Friends. I'm Kate. And I'm Other Jen. And we're the Drunk Mythology Drunk Mythology Girls. I'm in like this really weird mood all of a sudden this afternoon. Yeah, I'm feeling a little jittery, but yeah. I just we we had a little brief chat right before we hit record, and that was just the little the little boost I needed. After a long, draining day. It's a very Monday-ish Monday. So very. Yes. Yes. But, you know, uh, when this episode airs, it'll be Tuesday, which is Valentine's Day. And that... We, we hope it airs on Tuesday. It, it will. Come hell or high water. I This I vow. Which brings me to the topic today. Yes. Love. Oh. Great when it works. Yes. Sucks when it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Love and lust are some of the oldest and most universal emotions of humanity. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure anger, jealousy, and super creative ideas about revenge followed with oh. a pretty close second. Oh, I'm getting a, a vibe here of where we're going today. Yes. Yeah, so this Valentine's Day, instead instead of celebrating the great classics of love, we're celebrating anti-love. We're going to explore the ancient version of shitposting about your ex and discover, say it with me, nothing, nothing is new. Is new. <laughs> oh, I am so excited. But <laughs> first... Uh, just a little quick note, uh, coming up at the end of this week on our Patreon episode, we're uh, continuing with our little Disney vibe, and uh, I'm going to take you through some Disney conspiracies. Oh, you're triggering me on purpose. Oh, I know I am. And I'm not talking oh. like the kooky weirdo conspiracies people are talking about today, like Right. Ugh. I'm talking about like old school conspiracies. Yeah. You mentioned one of them while we were in Disney and I was like, <laughs> roll. I rolled my eyes at you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jen, bring those eyes back. Come on. <laughs> and you were like, no, really? And I'm like, I'm not buying it. You got to prove it. So I'm hoping that that one. Oh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to spoil what it is. Yeah. I hope you cover that one. Oh, it's going to be covered. Okay. It is going to be covered, yes. Because it is the most ludicrous conspiracy theory, whatever. And yet, and yet, well, we'll get into it on the episode because okay. I have things to say about it. Any okay. Any hoozy. If you go over to Patreon, you want to hear this, plus a bunch of other stuff. Patreon.com slash Drunk Mythology Gals for as little as $3 a month. $3! Licrit <laughs> deep dives like this one into the Disney conspiracies and a whole lot more. Yeah, there's a lot of fun over on Patreon. There are, you know, there's the disapproving dog photo thread. Oh, I mean, yes. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yes. But uh, so sacrifices to Odin this week. Oh my God. Um, dare I say it? I feel like I just stopped saying this like only a month or two ago. <laughs> right. Taxes. Uh, it's the start of taxes. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm 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 dipping my toe into that tax pool too, but 
mostly for me, I'm just catching up on the sh- on all the shit that fell behind because of COVID. And yeah. breaking news, I'm still behind. Same. <laughs> yep. Oh God. Same. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> Vintage Nyquil. Oh, that one again. <laughs> Look, oh. it, it's organic, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know if it's organic, but it's probably it's, not. <laughs> it's historical. There we go. There we go. <laughs> tea, honey, and lemon. Jack. Tea, honey, oh. lemon, and whiskey. Okay. Forgot the lemon. Yeah. There we go. Um, I, I'm pulling an OG. I have a glass of tepid water. I, I, and I don't have a good valid reason. I probably should have poured some vodka, but I just, <laughs> you might want to hit pause and go get some for this episode. You tell me, do I need to go pour some vodka? Yeah. Yeah. Let's wait for the break and then go do it. <laughs> okay. At the break, I will go do the, the vodka. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I, I, I wrote this episode with the purpose of making you both laugh, cry, and be triggered. Okay. So the disclaimer. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> when is OG going to come back and join us? I need OG back. This project of hers. Oh. This is just, we got to do something about this. Okay. Do not drink and drive cars, chariots, eight-legged horses, revenge plots, Mm -hmm. Disney conspiracy theories, (laughs) or do not drink and drive while you're doing taxes. There. How about that? Sounds Sounds good. Moving on. (laughs) All right. Let's get started. A long time ago when the world was young and... Breaking up was still hard to do. So pick a culture, any culture, and you have curses. Lots of curses. It's like Hallmark, but with consequences. (laughs) Wait, what? Like, you know how Hallmark has a card for every occasion? Yeah. Every culture has curses for pretty much every occasion. Oh, okay. This is all right. This is going to be good. So when it comes to the to ancient Mediterranean culture and quote unquote suburbs, like principally Greece, Rome, Egypt, and, you know, how they spread into Europe, Middle East, Africa, archaeologists have found literally thousands of uh, you know, uh, papyri and tablets and ostraca and evidence of curses, thousands okay. of them. Oh, and that's not even counting like the super extra ancient curses from Sumeria, Babylon, etc., or homegrown culture curses from you know Ethiopia, North and Central Africa, and don't even get me started on ancient India and ancient China. Oh, or even on the Bible. Oh. <gasps> Oh, right. Because a lot of the curses, quote unquote, in the Bible actually derive from ancient Greek magical beliefs and rituals. Oh, whoa. And also, you know, Sumerian and Babylon magical beliefs and rituals. So, for example, you know this one, uh, Jen, if you'd read for us. Oh, my goodness. Psalm 3, 7. 
Arise, O Lord. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up. Psalm 3-7. Arise, O Lord. Save me, O my God. For you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. And break the teeth of the wicked is actually a reference to an ancient magical cursing practice. Wow. Don't tell that to any Southern Baptist because they will just, their heads will explode. Yeah. Or how about this from the book of Revelations? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Describe, uh, there's so, uh, I have so many feelings on the book of Revelations because it's not what you think it is. Um, (laughs) It's basically a a real estate complaint (laughs) against the Romans. Um, But anyway, uh, this part where it describes an angel casting a large stone into the sea with these words. Okay. Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. (laughs) Oh my word. So this is obviously a translation to English, but in the original, the phrases would have been very similar to well-known curse magic phrases And the ritual itself of casting stones, especially stones into water, was also part of the magic. Oh, snap. (laughs) But I think that's going to have to be its very own little miniseries because I literally have a shelf of books about this, like ancient magic making its way into the Bible. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Anywho, wait. Yeah. All this is to basically say, I've had to narrow this shit down a lot. So I kind of picked the Romans because fuck the Romans. Romans. But also because whatever the ancient Greeks did, the Romans took it and made it worse. Oh, okay. Which when it comes to curses and magic kind of actually works in our favor. (laughs) It's like, okay. I mean, they can't be wrong all the time. (laughs) Right. So they're so wrong, it's right. Um, But I may cross the streams here and there, especially since there was the quote unquote Hellenistic period where Alexander the Great was kind of leading a renaissance of Greek-ish culture. Um, And then moving on, you know, kind of at the same time, Rome was starting to come up to speed and eventually Julius Caesar was saying stuff like, me, emperor? Oh, no, I couldn't. I remembered learning a bit about that with you. That's right. So let's start where I usually like to begin. Definitions. Oh, you're appealing to the Ravenclaw. Yeah, because you know what? Especially when it comes to curses, words matter. Oh, yes. So per Merriam-Webster, curse is defined as... Okay, do I do this with the Southern Baptist Mean Girl? No. Nah. This, nah. this, is, this, is, this is a definition. This is straight okay. up. All right, definition one. A prayer or invocation for harm or injury to come upon one. Wow. That's, I mean, that's pretty on the nose. Yeah. Definition two. 
a profane or obscene oath or word. So like a curse word. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three, something that is cursed or accursed. I'm not sure the difference of what cursed, C-U-R-S-E-D, accursed, A-C-C-U-R-S-E-D. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's, I'd have to look it up to give you like, I, I know the difference in my brain. I feel it in my bones. Okay. <laughs> I just, <bleh. laughs> too Too deep in the weeds. Too deep in the weeds. Okay. Uh, number four, evil or misfortune that comes as if in response to imprecation or as retribution. Okay. We're getting into some fun words there. Yeah. Retribution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, five, a cause of great harm or misfortune. Yeah. Interesting. So I'd like to mostly focus on the first definition, a prayer or Mm -hmm. invocation and hold those two words in your head. Yes. Prayer and invocation for harm or injury to come upon one. First of all, this clearly means there's a party of the second part wishing harm upon a party of the first part. Right. Right, right, right. And, you know, I really want to focus in on the word prayer for a moment. Mm -hmm. So in our American, Western European influenced Judeo-Christian modern cultural context, there's seemingly a very big red line drawn between prayer or faith and magic. Oh, yes. There is a line in the sand. Absolutely. So I, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that in one second. Mm-hmm. I grew up, you know, in a slightly different home environment where yes. my parents were philosophical agnostics, but they also actively educated me about the cultural beliefs and practices that included things, not that they believed in it, but, you know, it was just kind of, hey, learn about where you come from. Right. Um, things like explaining about the evil eye. And actually, when I went to India uh, when I was five years old, um, I had an evil eye warding ceremony performed on me. Um, Wow. Yeah, it was very cool. There's even a picture of it. Uh, But don't even get me started on like all the Slavic evil eye warding shit. This is a whole nother. We're coming up with all kinds of deep dive rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to have to be like its own spinoff almost. But, yeah. you know, both in everyday Hinduism and sort of the easy cultural mishmash of old time Catholicism and Slavic folk and pagan beliefs. Yes. There wasn't all that much difference between magic and religion. You wanted oh. something. Yeah. You either prayed or performed a ritual for it. There was it really <laughs> wasn't any difference. But <laughs> I, I wanted to get that out of the way so that we could come to you because I know. Yeah. You've got shit to say. Oh, yeah. It's okay. So <clears throat> basically the the line in the sand prayer is talking to God. Mm-hmm. Jesus, the the Holy Spirit, the in Protestant the up Protestant upbringing that I was raised in. Mm-hmm. You have the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Right. And they're all one in the same, as well as three different entities at the same time. Which makes me go monotheism, <laughs> huh? Yeah. But cool, we'll um, make it pass this time. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're, if, if, tell me if I'm using this word correctly, if mm-hmm. you are invoking those parties, mm-hmm. it is prayer. 
Right. And therefore, it is okay. Right. It is sanctioned. It is approved. It is encouraged. Mm -hmm. If you are not invoking those three, Mm -hmm. or one of those three, or even in the Catholicism uh, one of the saints of it, right? Yes, to the saints or to Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those are all okay. But if you're not addressing one of those entities, then it's magic and it's evil. It is of Satan. It is demonic. It is bad. Yeah. It's, it, there, there is a line in the sand. It and, can and- be the exact, <laughs> you can be doing the exact same actions and even reciting the same wording. Right. But if it's directed, if if it's not directed at one of those approved uh, miracle providers, <laughs> if it's somebody on the no-fly list, there we go. <laughs> if on you're the Christian a, no-fly list, yeah. If you're appealing, to, if you're not appealing to the right entity, then you're you're doing it wrong. Well, and but and and yet aren't. I mean, in sort of an abstract sense, aren't demons and Satan still part of the Christian belief yes. system? Absolutely. Because the Christians, well, the- Like the, you you need the group. bad for the good, the yes. black for the white. Like, yes, but absolutely. Um, I know this is like a side discussion, but- Yeah. But what- you what the different the line in the sand i keep using that phrase um there's our drinking game for this episode (laughs) every time jen says line in the the sand sand take a drink Uh, Uh, yeah and i got my uh, vodka half your glass if you're already listening to the episode (laughs) um it's yes christians believe that there are good and evil sides and they are at war they are actively, constantly working against each other. And as people, humans, our role in that battle is to make sure we are keeping our minds and hearts focused on the approved list. <laughs> <laughs> And that's Don't how piss off the the priestly TSA. <laughs> Staying in line, stay in your lane. Um, make sure you are focusing all of your efforts on the good guys, because I mean, otherwise, your soul is going to get sucked up. And I don't mean that in a visual, It's I, that's probably not the right phrasing I'm using there. You're going to fall victim to evil plots and you will therefore forfeit heaven. Okay, so... Put there, it's, a it's a, there's a lot to there's it. There's a lot to unpack with that. And a yes. couple pieces of that are actually going to come back. Ah. to be discussion points. Yeah. So put a pin in um, losing 
your access pass to heaven and put a pin in, um, you know, praying versus praying to the no-fly list. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to kind of bring those back into discussion as we get a little further on. So, okay. Let's get back to the actual mechanics of cursing. Yeah. So we have the definition. Now we're going to move into your shopping list, what you will need to make a curse happen. (laughs) So if you want to put a curse on somebody, there are any number of ways to do it, but there were usually a couple basic pieces of equipment that you needed if you really wanted it to work. Okay. Uh, First, you could use a curse tablet. And this is one of the most widespread common methods. And this was also uh, where most of the evidence comes from. Okay. So in general, in the Greco-Roman world, and that's kind of the term I'm going to use to cover like the whole time period and geographic span. Got it. A curse tablet was called a tabella de ficcionis. Oh, I like that word. Right. So tabella is obvious. Um, It has an origin as for the word tablet, okay. tabella, tablet. But defixionis has its origins in the Greek and Latin terms for pierce and bind. Ooh. And binding is a big dick energy power word when it comes to understanding how ancient magic was at least supposed to work. Okay. There, there are... That's the concept of binding is extremely prominent in Christianity as well, like binding the evil spirits and that's magic and rebuking. Yeah, it's magic, but that's okay. We'll let it pass. (laughs) Don't tell them that, right? (laughs) But you know, I mean, the thing is, they're using the language that was common. Right. For describing mystical and religio-spiritual activities and feelings. Right. So a spell would bind a person to a fate or an outcome. Mm-hmm. It could also pierce whatever protective spells or blessings and amulets shielded the person. Mm-hmm. So binding and piercing. Um, these tablets were very were generally very thin pieces of lead. Lead. With, yeah, of lead with the words and phrases of the curse written on them. And I think so, you know, they lead was very specific. Like it, okay. people believe that there were magical, you know, supernatural elements to hmm. properties to lead. And my thought is, yeah, early effects of ancient lead poisoning. Right? Obviously. That's where I was going. Yeah, that's where I was going. So I have included a picture of a curse yeah. tablet that was it's found adorable. in the UK. And it dates back to the time of the Roman occupation. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> Isn't it? It's not that I, big either. It's like it's yeah. little. We don't have anything else in the picture to give us scale. No, but I got this from Wikipedia, so don't at me I'm, on that. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to guess this is about the size of a cocktail napkin. About that, yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it could be a very dark 
dark grayish, brownish, blackish cocktail napkin mm-hmm. that a piece of it got torn or broken off, but somebody wrote on this thing. Yep. Just like you scribble on a cocktail napkin. I am loving this. Yep. And and actually what's interesting is um so if you zoom in, you'll see that there aren't any spaces between the letters. <gasps> oh, you're right. And I was already zoomed in. <laughs> well, so this is because yeah. when you're teaching your children how to read and write Latin in the very beginning, they would put spaces between the actual words. But to prove your sort of proficiency and skill in reading and writing as you got older, you would eliminate the spaces. So all the words would be smushed together, no spaces, and it would be up to your intellect Mm. to know where the word breaks were. Oh, that's annoying. Right? So like, you know, take all the spaces out of a sentence and, you know, you'd have to work at it, but you would be able to eventually tell where what the right. words were, but it it's would just like be our annoying. hashtags. Yeah, exactly. It would be like learning to read hashtags. Our hashtags gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> when hashtags go bad. <laughs> Again, nothing is new. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so you didn't just stop at scratching out your curse on this sheet of lead. And again, think of secundinous, like chiseling <laughs> that penis into the stone. Right. You would have to sit there and literally scratch into the metal. Like you had to really be committed right. to what you were doing. <laughs> yes. But you would basically roll up the sheet and think like, you know, there's regular aluminum foil and then there's like the super heavy duty aluminum foil. Oh, yes. Yeah. So think of it more as like the super heavy duty aluminum foil, maybe even a little thicker, but still bendable okay. and rollable. Okay. So you would that roll was it gonna up. be my next question. I've never seen lead, you know, like a sheet of lead. I've never seen that. So I didn't and, know. And God willing, you never will because again, <laughs> ancient lead poisoning. Yeah. But, so I didn't know how pliable this was, but okay. Yeah. yeah like like a, apparently when it was young yeah. and help, you know, young and new and supple, you could roll it up. But I actually read a story as I was researching this about a student, uh, about a teacher who had her students scratch fake curses onto aluminum foil as part of a classroom exercise, teaching them about ancient history. Oh my God. I'm like fun and practical. That is awesome. I love this. Like, okay, pause for, you know, all of our listeners. This is your homework. Go scratch out (laughs) a curse. Well, I'm I'm betting Kate's going to give you the material to write one. Go write a curse (laughs) on a piece of foil. Take a picture of it and post it on social media and tag us. Are we going to do it too? Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let's I'll we'll, do, we'll it. do it. We'll do it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you would roll up this little sheet of metal. You would pierce it with a nail. Okay. Kind of like you roll up a, you know, piece of salami and put a toothpick through it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And, you know, again, think about it. The nail was usually made of iron and iron had its own fascinating role and lore in magical lore and practice. Okay. That's another rabbit hole for another day. Um, And then depending on what you wanted to have happen, you would bury the scroll 
in the ground or in a grave. You could throw it into a well or a body of water, but throwing it into a well, hey, ancient lead poisoning. Mm, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could nail it to the wall of your enemy's house. Oh. Or in the case of a love spell, you could hide it somewhere in your would-be beloved's house. Wow. Okay. Now, you know, you didn't just have to stop with the scroll. There were also figurines. Oh, yeah. Old voodoo dolls. Yes. <laughs> Nothing is new. And surprise, <laughs> if you really wanted shit to be effective, get some hair mm -hmm. from the target and wrap it around the scroll or figurine. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, oh, and uh, does hair figure anywhere in any biblical story as a source of... Oh. Magic yeah. strength. Oh, yeah. 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 So, What's his name? Delilah Sam and Samson. Samson and Delilah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's not magic. That's... No. No, of course not. <laughs> but wait, there's yes. more. Okay. Because these tiny dolls could be put into tiny coffins. Oh! <gasps> Oh, snap. And they were often found with various mutilations to the face, hands, feet, genitals. Oh. Yeah, shit gets dark. And I have okay. two pictures. Oh, okay. So the first one, this looks like some handmade clay little uh, trays, discs I'm, that I'm coffin. guessing are made to be the coffin. Yep. You have the, the two it's pieces. It's like a Cadbury egg. <laughs> but not quite so deep. They're very shallow. Yes. And I'm guessing one is the bottom and one's the top. And then inside one of the piece, one of the halves, you have what is clearly a figure. It's it's very uh, primitively made. <clears throat> mm -hmm. A figure of of a human. Um, it probably looks like a male. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yes, because there is a part that suggests this is male. <laughs> we um, don't know if it was broken by accident or not. But there is some remnant there. Yes. And um, it looks like the arms might be gone. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, though, usually arms are, it's unusual to find statues and figurines with arms intact because those are so thin they're some of the right. first things to break off unless they were broken off intentionally <laughs> <You> never know <laughs> so yeah you've got this little figure in a coffin fun oh my god i just scrolled to the next picture yeah. holy shit oh my god okay, we're not here so to yuck anyone's yum but honestly no. all right so this one is I, this one appears to be female. I'm pretty This is a female, yes. This is female. <clears throat> um this is it's it's a lot more skilled figurine. That's not the right word. Um this is not novice level it, 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 figure yeah. shaping. This is more advanced. Mm -hmm. It's it's clear. This is an artisan. There you go. Um holy cow. This has pins stabbing the eyes out, mm -hmm. stabbing the ears out. There's one stabbing the mouth. Mm -hmm. There's one stabbing right smack in the middle of the chest in between the two breast disease. Breast disease. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's 
there are two more, at least yeah. two more. Uh, there might be a third sticking well, out one the of back them, there. I think, I'm not sure. I think what you're seeing in the back is yeah. like the pole holding up the figurine, the display okay. pole. Got it. Okay. So <clears> there are two more. Yeah. Basically going into the two privates, front door and back door. Her vajayjay and butt. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. I, it, it might be worth noting, it also appears that the figure is bound. Bound. Arms and feet hog style behind her. Like I said, we're not here to fetish and kink shame or yuck anyone's yum. But, but get consent before you do this shit. Right. I, I'm pretty sure she did not consent to her eyes and ears being stabbed out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is... this is Impaled through the chest. This is some dark shit. Somebody, like, she pissed somebody off. Yeah. Like, I saw this one and I was like, you know, it's not easy to shake me, you know, but even yeah. I'm like, wow, that is a lot of hate. Yeah. That is a lot of very violent anger. And I dare I say what's going through my head. Here we go. Honesty, total honesty. I think she pissed off another girl. You know, I wouldn't doubt it because, as you will see, there are some girl-on-girl -girl jealousy curses later on. Yeah. That are yeah. nasty. Oh, is that uh, is that another one going right in the top of her head? Or is that no, part of the... that's the pole. That's the support. That's the support display the pole. support pole. Okay. Yeah. So... It's, it's a little blurry, so it's... Mm, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. Okay, we'll go... <laughs> The, I, th I mean, if the others aren't enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking, it, it could be going into her head, but that general, it doesn't seem like it, you know, the ancients didn't really think a whole lot of the brain. Oh. They thought the heart was really the seat of the soul and the intellect. Okay. I mean, sort of, but, you know, I, I'm not sure yeah. that's one going into her head. Maybe it is. I don't know. But this is the original Southern Baptist mean girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's probably a reference to it in the Bible, but anyway. <laughs> like I said, that's a whole other spin-off. Oh my um, god, I'm I'm looking at the 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 note at the bottom. This is from the Louvre. Yeah. I was in the Louvre. I probably walked past this. You could very well have. <laughs> uh, unless it wasn't on display. Like they do rotate oh, stuff. Oh, okay. But gotcha. You know, again, clay and bronze. Um, so yep. those are bronze pins. Oh, that's wow. not just wood. Those are pins. Somebody Damn. spent money on this shit. Yeah, you can you can see that there's a little bit of shine that it's it's metal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, but I mean, look at the yeah. you know it. Th this is an exercise that we would do. You know, at you know that I was subjected to when I was being trained to look at artifacts and look at things in history. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have that very primitive clay figure in its little primitive egg coffin. Right. But then you have a figurine that clearly cost more money and you have bronze pins, mm -hmm. you know, so you would have had to have money to buy yeah. these pins. So this was not a cheap curse. Right. Somebody went to a professional for this one. Exactly. 
And, yeah. you know, depending on where it was found, what was found around it, you know, it, was it in someone's mm-hmm. house? Was it in sort of a, ben, like a, a soothsayer stall, you know, the where yeah. it was found could yield all kinds of clues, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, in addition <laughs> to curses, there were potions and poisons, but when really, when we're talking curses, we are, to borrow a page from physics, talking oh. about spooky action at a distance. Oh. <laughs> Do I get a gold star? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we're pretty much done with the tech specs per se. There were little, you know, differences and little different variations here and there. But, okay. you know, this is the bulk of the evidence that we have. Now, I, I have to just tell you for a second. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to listen to our Patreon episode where we, uh, Kate and I recap our trip to Disney, this will be interesting to you. I, I'm sitting at my desk recording with you. Mm-hmm. I just reached my stand goal for the day while I'm sitting down. <laughs> I... Carry on. I, I, (laughs) yep, I just broke. You're sitting down. I'm sitting down. You're sitting down. How do you reach a stand goal (laughs) while you're sitting down? Or more so, how do I reach the stand goal while sitting down, but you don't? That's really the question. (laughs) Carry on. You know what? I'm going to find some more (laughs) biblical references and send them to you just because I'm fucking triggered now. (laughs) Carry on. You know what? I did make the height requirement on most of the rides. So whatever. Anyway. (laughs) I'm going to drink some vodka. You talk about Julius Caesar. (laughs) Finding my center. Finding my center. Not looking for bronze pins. Okay. So we're done with the text specs. Let's look at who dabbled with curses. And okay. the answer is pretty Everybody. much anybody from any walk of life could and did. I'm not saying everyone did because that's one of those gross generalizations that I really, sure. really hate. Sure. But it's just that everyone could. Right. Yeah. So think back to Julius Caesar. And while I can't recall off the top of my head any mentions I've ever read of him using magic or curses himself – Okay. You know, we do have that mention of the old soothsayer stopping him in the street and saying, hey, buddy, March 15th, not a good day for you. Go home. Think about oh. your sins. <laughs> right. And okay. also, you know, the conspirators themselves, they proved to be kind of a superstitious bunch as well. Gotcha. Um, there are cases of royals and nobles and rich elites and merchants using curse magic, as well as your average Joe Cephas, who was... <laughs> busy taking inventory for customs import tax on the latest shipment of wine at the docks. (laughs) We have curses from accountants and scribes and farmers and teachers and mothers and daughters and all walks of life. And even if you were illiterate, you could pay a few coppers or trade something to a scribe or local witch to write your curse tablet for you. Uh, Ah, ha ha. Yep. There are even cases of slaves casting curses, sometimes against their masters, often against other slaves, merchants, Mm. and ex-lovers. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And 
interestingly, Mm -hmm. you know, we, a lot of times when we deal with history, we bump up against a gender barrier because most of what's recorded is from men, by men, for men, about men. Right, right, right. And if women are mentioned, it's usually, oh, those women. Right. But both men and women are are well represented in the evidence of curse magic. Okay. It's one of the few instances where we don't have to work backwards and reverse engineer the evidence to find the role of women. Mm. So from romance to inheritance to just plain mean girling, women were right there alongside men making use of magic. I would almost speculate women were more prevalent. Um, I, I don't know the exact okay. ratio, but sure. I, from sure. everything I've seen and read, it's actually kind of, when it can be determined who wrote it, it's kind of 50-50. Interesting. Yeah, okay. that's why I'm like, that's it's so interesting because there's really this equal representation, which shows, you know, again, taking the fact well, and trying to logic it out in concentric circles, you know. Right. So here's a thought <clears throat> that just, uh, it's only in <clears throat> our modern world where it, and maybe this is even a Western, you know, United States kind of vibe where it's not cool for men to show emotion and seeking revenge to the point of having someone or doing it yourself writing a curse yeah is exposing your emotion and so that's a that's inhibiting men's show of emotion is a more modern uh, concept. Yeah. So back during this time period, it was probably perfectly fine for a man to throw a temper tantrum. You know, there really, I mean, there were definite gender stereotypes and behavior norms, et cetera, and, you know, mm-hmm. idealized images of behavior. Okay. And men were supposed to be a little bit more um, civilized. Continent with their reactions, but they never are. And, you know, <laughs> right. uh, and, and to our modern example, I would say, why do you think we have so many mafia movies? Mm. Because it's an expression of openly culturally normalized and accepted anger and revenge. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. So, you know, we we have this really fascinating, you know, pool of evidence where we have both genders and all socioeconomic strata. And then also you have laws and regulations and religious texts. And mm. generally when you study history, you look at things like laws and prohibitions to kind of learn the reverse. Okay. So basically... Every law against doing the thing meant that people were doing the thing on a big enough scale for it to be problematic. Right, 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 right. So, you know, you've heard, uh, you may, you know, if you learned about the Puritans, 
I remember that word from history, but they were uh, the original settlers in New England. Right. You know, they eventually got their panties in a bunch and executed a bunch of women as witches, which was really oh, about right. property, but that's okay. Oh. Yeah. It's the okay. world's first real estate murders. Wow. <laughs> Not the first, but you know, America's North America's first real estate murders. Anyway. Well, um, if you don't count the people coming in and murdering the natives well yeah true true that that was... gated community real estate murders okay okay <laughs> <laughs> but you know um the puritans had a lot of laws about what you could wear mm -hmm. so that you didn't come off as too flashy or too gaudy or too sinful right like when you say the word puritan an image comes to my mind of the pilgrim with mm -hmm. the, the the like i see the woman with the headdress and yep. the robe and it's all like gray and black and, and black and white and dull a little bit of white here or there but mm -hmm. mostly dark gray and boring and blah yeah and you know but again the reason they had to have the rules is because people weren't following the rules <laughs> or at least not following the rules they thought they should be following exactly so you know while magic in the ancient world wasn't exactly something you talked about in the open you didn't just walk up to your coworker and say hey Gaius how'd your curse on Fabius go last week <laughs> you know it's it's uh like walking up to your coworker and saying hey how how's your genital herpes did the oh my treatment god. work oh my god <laughs> you know you, hey, they're lines you know yes they're things yes. you do and don't say yeah but it wasn't exactly something that would get you excommunicated, and here we come back to one of those early, early pins oh. that I told you to put a pin in it, because yeah. mostly in pre-papal Christian religions, you didn't have a concept of excommunication, at least oh. as we know it today. Right. <gasps> wow. Because yeah. even in the early variations of Christianity, yeah. you didn't have excommunication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Now, that isn't to say that there weren't some taboos, legal and otherwise, throughout the Greco-Roman world and period. There were usually some laws on the book saying curses to death were very bad and <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Except people did it anyway. Of course. And usually it only came back to you if you were dissatisfied with how your curse turned out and took matters into your own hands to finish the job. And then they oh. later found the curse as part of the evidence of the crime later. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a case about that that I'm working on. Fun. One of our little spinoffs. Yes. Um, okay. Hey. Yeah. So, you know, that's the legal aspect. Don't do it. Don't do the thing. Don't do the thing. I know you're doing the thing, but just try not to do the thing. Or at but least don't leave evidence of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, don't go to the Oracle and have the Oracle be like, okay, so uh, here's how you kill your brother. <laughs> you fuck his daughter and then you wait 16 years. <laughs> that would be a reference to last week's episode. <laughs> this of us, yeah. 
So <laughs> let's talk religion for a moment. No oh boy. Oh, and boy. I mean, obviously, we are a mythology podcast, so yes. we talk religion a lot. And magic. Um, and magic. And while magic and religion were much more closely blended in ancient pagan traditions, there yes. was still some demarcation between the two, not in that like magic wasn't a part of religious practice or couldn't be part of religious practice. It was more sort of, um, it was just like a, a different, like, okay, religion would be taking communion. Okay. You know, the transubstantiation of the yep. wafer and the wine. I know that word. I know right? that word. That's right? a big, giant-ass $5 word, and I know that word. That's right. So, you know, you've got communion and transubstantiation. That is an article of faith. That is yes. religion. Uh-huh. But How is still it really within, different from magic? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to get into that. Because yeah. if you take a step back and then you think about the potluck buffet after services mm -hmm. and sort of the tradition and practice of that potluck buffet in the church basement. Okay. It's still within church property. It's still part of the practice, you know, the practical customs of your faith. Right. But it's not necessarily invoking, it's not involved in prayer. Okay. So, you know, communion would be religion, potluck would be magic. Okay. In ancient religion, okay? Got it. Okay. So, you know, still within the church building, but mm -hmm. just a different sentiment okay. behind each offering of food. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. So, you know... Magic practices definitely invoked the gods, and usually the gods associated with Tartarus, the mm -hmm. underworld corporation. Again, another reference. Yes, I remember last, that. Right? Uh, you would be so proud of me because I was telling Sam about that, and he and I got it right. And he was like, oh, he didn't know this. So, yeah. I was well, I mean, right. most people- the vodka's kicking in. You but told you know me to what? drink Mo vodka. Yeah. Most people don't know- you know, don't know the fine delineation between Tartarus, Hades, and Thanatos. And that's okay. Right. Like, they yeah. don't have to. But if you listen to us, you'll be able to be like, bet you're wrong. Anyway. Oh, and I'm going to make Sam sit in the episode <laughs> with us when we deep dive into Thanatos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's, anyway. He's doing it like it or not. <laughs> so those who wrote curses were expecting that divine intervention would be the source of action for the curse coming true, not right. some separate nefarious mystical power not associated with the Pantheon. Right. So again, I'm kind of circling back to that other pin that, well, technically demons are still part of the world of Christian belief, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> ancients kind of saw it as prayer, asked for the gods for help, but had uncertain outcomes because it depended on a range of variables, like if the god felt like it, if you were a good enough person, if it was a mm. Tuesday. And then there was magic. Yeah 
which exerted force to manipulate the gods with an expected and definite outcome. Wow. Yeah. You're you're triggering so much to unpack on a on another tangent spin-off podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we yeah. have the background yes. and history of ancient curses, yes. let's move on to the main event. Let's yes. go get our cursing on. Yes. This is so going to be great. Back after this with curses and shit. Now return to the Trunk Mythology Gals for part two, questions and shit. Are you ready for some actual curses? I am so ready. <laughs> so let's it's warm Monday. Up. Let's start with some lighthearted ones. This like, is, this like is sports been a betting. Day. This has been a day. Yeah. I I oh sports betting. We had the Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah. So let's start with sports betting because <laughs> there was there were a lot of people betting a lot of money and you know if curses were going to help you win that bet. <laughs> so let's start with this curse from the third century CE in Roman Tunisia. I'm trying to decide what voice to do this in. Just do a regular one. This is <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna go straight. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I implore you, spirit, whoever you are, and I command you to torment and kill the horses of the green and white teams from this hour on, from this day on, and to kill Clarus, Felix, Primulus, and Romanus, the charioteers. Damn! Got specific, like, calling out individuals, calling for death. Not yeah. just and the green and white teams. Don't pick yeah. green or white for your team from now on. <laughs> Not just, you know, like make them slow, but death. Kill yeah. the horses. Which I do not approve wow. of. Wow. No, 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 no. So but I also- wanna just take a second and mention it is not frowned upon for Christians to pray to God. For their team to win. That is not frowned upon. It's kind of like a pat on the head and like, oh, that's so cute. It's like giving your dog a cookie when they sit. Yeah. But it's it's not – it's a selfish prayer. It goes against what, you know, the the, – It it really doesn't serve a higher purpose. It doesn't. And it doesn't It doesn't edge your soul further along the game board towards heaven. Correct. But it's not frowned upon because it's, they, they see it as kind of innocent. So their, their line in the sand, take a drink, <laughs> is, is blurry. It, there's, I would say, there's a lot of gray. Around have you ever that. seen that person like sort of smudge the line with their foot and be like, what line? I don't see a line. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. But, you know, also, if you think back to our Olympics episodes, mm-hmm. I talked about the chariot races and yes. how there were curses and bets and all kinds of shit going on with that. Right. I so, remember that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? It wasn't the, just the charioteers. Okay. Gladiators 
and other <laughs> arena athletes and performers were subject to curses as well. Either be- lion. <laughs> <laughs> because of betting or professional envy. So this curse wow. is from Carthage, North Africa in 2nd century CE. Okay. Entangle the nets of Vincenzus Zarizo. Mm-hmm. I love that name. That's fun to say. Right. May he be unable to chain bears. May he lose with every bear. May he be unable to kill a bear on Wednesday. (laughs) In any hour. Now, now, quickly, quickly, make it happen. Oh, my God. This is my favorite curse. I'm going to write this one on my tinfoil. I love this. I hope you can't kill any bears on a Wednesday. (laughs) I mean, basically, no one was going to catch a bear on this guy's watch if he could help it. Right. Was Wednesday like that time period's Monday? (laughs) Uh, No, I think it was literally this guy probably had a bet. Riding on that particular Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) Well, remember, think back to our Fuck the Romans holiday episodes where I talked about how people would find out the schedule of various gladiators and travel to see them perform. Oh, right. Okay. You know, it'd be like going to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 So you you know it well in advance. Got it. Exactly. But you know what? It's not just athletes. How about stand-up comedy? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. They literally had stand-up comedians back then, and it was just as bloodthirsty a business as it is now, as we see by this curse. Socio must never do better than than the mime. Oh, my God. Eumolpus. I've had enough vodka. My tolerance you know, is I even so had low. to work on saying this name. A you mulpus. You mulpus. Okay. Socio must never do better than the mime Eumolpus. He must not be able to play the role of a married woman in a fit of drunkenness on a young horse. <laughs> wow, getting specific. Well, so the in in comedy theater, <laughs> the drunk woman on a horse was kind of a common joke, like a knock-knock or a dad joke. Oh, so this person is basically hoping that Socio's stand-up will routine will fall so flat that okay. it won't even be as good as the role of a married woman, a drunk woman on a horse. Gotcha. And okay. this curse was found in Western France and dates to <laughs> third century CE. So yeah, like I mean, <laughs> it, people everywhere were cursing. But you know what? It's time to get a little more serious and talk politics for a moment. Oh, I hate politics. Well, you know, if you're an elected official, never forget constituent service. Right. Or else you might find something like this curse from 300 CE and found in the archives of the Museo Archeologico Civico di Bologna in your inbox. (laughs) Crush. Kill Fistus the senator. May Fistus dilute, languish, sink, and may all his limbs dissolve. Oh my God, I love this. Clearly, Fistus didn't clear up that chariot parking ticket, right? (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) But since it's Valentine's Day, we're really here to talk love, right? Or not. (laughs) So let's dig into the love and not so love curses. And I'm not putting, you know, uh, attributions to these. Let's just take them as they roll. Okay. I hand over to you Juliana, daughter of Marquia and Palinikos. May you cool them and their intention and love and intimacy and keep them and those with them in your dark air. I do not understand that one. So basically, somebody is hoping that Juliana and Palinikos... Mm-hmm. Their little hot to trot affair cools off. Oh. And that they lose that spark. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> Been there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let successa be lit of fire and burn with love and desire of successos. Okay. So obviously, this guy's successus is like, let that chick successa. Let her love me and want me. Arrogant. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, let Quintula be with Fortunalis one time and never again. Oh, that can be like if <laughs> that's a super if, mean bitchy. That is because like girl. If, if Fortunalis is a good time. And you only get one time and never again. That's just mean. Right? Damn. Yep. Okay. (laughs) All right. What's the next one? Okay. Work on this. Keep Patellaria the younger for me. Our love is slow from your magic services. I do not understand that one. (laughs) So basically... uh, Whoever's writing this is like, I, I'm trying to win Patelaria over. It it's it's going a little slow, but just keep keep Patelaria for me. Don't let them fall in love with anyone else. I'm gotcha. working on it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I like the more negative ones. But right. That, we're we're gonna have we're, is that we're, revealing too much by saying that? No, no, no. It's <laughs> it's perfectly fine and normal. <laughs> and we're getting worse. I'm saving some of the worst for oh, last. Good. Okay. From this day, this moment, let her love Martialis so that she thinks of me constantly during every womanly matter and all day she has my love on her mind. That's so, an arrogant asshole. Well, Sorry. yeah, but I mean, he's also kind of like, my name is Marty Allison. Please love me. <laughs> so I might be a little jaded based on recent events. <laughs> oh, maybe. But external you know. recent events. But anyway, yeah, yeah. we won't go into those details. Uh, Sam and I are fine. <laughs> yeah. No, this is... Do you have a yeah. curse for snoring? That's about as far as I need to go. <laughs> uh, there probably is, but um, there's probably a prayer to the healing god Asclepios for curing snoring, and I will find it for you one day. But, okay. Um, so you've got uh, Martialis, but now um, okay. you've got Septima. 
Um, who's asking kind of for the same thing. Okay. I swear by the great God and by Anteros and by him who holds the eagle over his head. Zeus. And, and by the seven stars. So that from the moment I compose this, Sextilius, son of Dionysia, does not sleep. Let him burn, raging, and not sleep or sit or speak. But let him have me, Septima, daughter of Amione. Am- Amone. A- Amone. In That's his what I'm mind. going with. <laughs> Let him burn, raging with love and desire for me. Yeah, yeah, been there. Yeah. So, you know, you've got Martialis and then you've got Septima. Maybe Septima and Martialis ought to get together. But anyway. Right? Um, But now you've got uh, somebody who missed out. Oh, okay. This is where it gets juicy. All right. May the person who carried off Vilbia from me become liquid as the water. May she who has so obscenely devoured her be struck dumb. Wow. Yeah. Obscenely devoured. Okay. My brain is going in the gutter reading those two words. And I think you can. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean... You know, there are lots of interpretations and possibilities and, you know, there's probably a lot more historical analysis and deep dive and context that I just didn't have time to rabbit hole. But, you know. stick with the gutter. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) where do you think (laughs) lesbian comes from? The island of Lesbos. Hmm. And the poet Sappho, who was a woman. (laughs) We'll do an episode on that maybe in June. Anyway. um, Okay. One more. I assign Zoas the Eritrean, Eritrean wife of... And Eritrea was actually Mm -hmm. uh, in Ethiopia, so just put a pin in that. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I assign Zoas the Eritrean, wife of Kabera, to Earth and to Hermes. Her food, her drink, her sleep, her laughter, her intercourse... Her playing of the kithara and her entrance, her pleasure, her little buttocks, her thinking, her eyes. Oh, my God. This person who wrote this was like trying to write a curse, but then went off on a tangent of obsessing about this person. (laughs) Well, so... Think back to last week and how I I dropped as a little side mention that Hermes, the messenger yes. god, yeah, one of his side gigs mm-hmm. was shepherding souls to right. the underworld. Right, right, right. Yes. So she's assigning Zoas to Earth and Hermes. <gasps> oh, like this person needs to go to... Tartarus. Do I get a gold star for saying you it right? get a gold star? Yeah, especially because holy crap, I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna well, take another step. <laughs> so hold on. Um, uh, I'm just gonna drop this here because on a practical level, if you didn't want to like bother with curses, um, and you happen to be sitting next to them in a steam bath or you know just at a dinner, uh, you could 
rub a tick from a dead dog on their loins and that might make them fall in love with you. What? 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 A a tick. From a dead dog. From a dead dog. And the dog has to be dead. Can't be living. Oh, my God. But rub a tick from a dead dog on their loins. Or (laughs) there's a neat little potion involving fingernails, apple seeds, and blood. Oh, my God. But I don't recommend that. Let's wrap this up with the mother of all nasty curses for an ex. Okay. I feel like this one might warrant Southern Baptist meat. Holy crap, I'm scrolling and this it's is a long, long. one. I'm told- not doing I'm not doing Southern Baptist meat no, roll that long. I, I, I would not. And this is this okay. is for a slate. This is somebody trying to get revenge on a slave named Plotius. Okay. Is this a slave going after a fellow slave? Or do we know? I'm not sure who the writer is. Okay. But I know that Plotius is a slave. And, you know, because this is Roman, you'll see the, uh, you'll see the Roman versions uh, of Of Persephone and Hades, Proserpina and Pluto. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. Good and beautiful Proserpina, wife of Pluto, or Salvia, if you prefer that I call you so, snatch away the health, the body, the complexion, the strength, and the faculties of Plotius. Hand him over to Pluto, your husband. May he not be able to escape this curse by his wits. Hand him over to fevers, Quartan, Tertian, and Daly, so that they wrestle and struggle with him. Let them overcome him to the point where they snatch away his soul. Thus I give over to you this victim, O Proserpina, or Acarusia. Acarusia. If you prefer that I call you so. Summon for me the triple-headed hound. Oh, that's a reference to Cerberus. Not Fenrir, Cerberus. Yep. To snatch away the heart of Plotius. Promise that you will give him three victims. And it says gifts in parentheses. Mm -hmm. Dates, figs, and a black pig. Not a glowing boar. (laughs) <laughs> if he completes this before the month of March. So basically, Cerberus is going to get a bunch of treats, figs, dates, and a black pig if he okay. can grab Plotius before March. Got it. Which, These, since this is February, it yeah, fits. There we go. <laughs> These I will offer you, Proserpina Salvia, when you complete this in an orderly fashion. There's more. <clears throat> I give over to you the head of Plotius, the slave son of Avonia, Proserpina. Oh my God, the vodka. Proserpina Salvia. I give over to you the head of Plotius. How many times is she going to say that? Oh, just wait. Oh my God, it's repeated. Oh yeah. Proserpina Salvia. I give over to you the head, the forehead of Plotius. Proserpina Salvia. Uh, is this a novena? Holy crap. Possibly. 
proserpina salvia, I give over to you the eyebrows. Oh my God, the eyebrows <laughs> of Plotius. Proserpina salvia, I give over to you the eyelids of Plotius. Proserpina salvia, I give over to you the pupils of Plotius. So basically the eyes and everything around the eyes. Oh, just keep bad. going. Just keep going. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Proserpina salvia, I give over to you the nostrils, lips, ears, nose, tongue, and teeth of Plotius so that he may not be able to say what is causing him pain. This really feels like a novena. The neck, shoulders, arms, and fingers, so that he may not be able to aid himself in any way. His breast, liver, heart, and lungs, so that he may not be able to discover the source of his pain. His intestines, stomach, navel, and sides, so that he may not be able to sleep. His shoulder blades so that he may not be able to sleep soundly. Well, he's already kind of sleeping, but that's Ravenclaw down You know, the just saying. Yeah. His sacred organ, in air <laughs> quotes. Is that the heart? No. What's the sacred organ? Read. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little slow there. <laughs> so that, uh, yeah, here we go. So that he may not be able to urinate. Wow! His rump, anus, thighs, knees, shanks, shins, feet, ankles, heels, toes, and toenails. Okay, this person obviously has been like educated in all the body. Look, details matter. She doesn't want to miss a thing. Yeah. So that he may not be able to stand by his own strength. Yeah. there's still one more paragraph. Oh, yeah. No matter what he may have written, great or small, just as he has written a proper spell and commissioned it against me, (gasps) so I hand over and consign Plotius to you so that you may take care of him by the mount. By the month of February, let him perish miserably. Let him leave life miserably. Let him be destroyed miserably. Take care of him so that he may not see another month. Damn! That is (laughs) holy shit! If it wasn't so long, that's the one I would write on my tinfoil, but it's too long. I'm not going to write uh, you all know, that on tinfoil. I'm just saying <laughs> you could probably do like Proserpina Salvia. Here's his sacred organ. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Oh, this is awesome. Just yeah. for the record. Yeah. And Horseradish endorses this. We do not <laughs> recommend attempting any of these. Oh, right. Yeah. This, because there's a whole other episode about spells and curses backfiring. Oh. <laughs> yes. I agree, yeah. horseradish. So just enjoy and giggle to yourselves. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Oh, my Curses. Goodness. Yay. Okay. So here's a question for you, Kate. Yes. If you could think back yes. to your younger days uh, when, yes. when you were... Young and 
you know, maybe a little naive still. Oh, I was so naive, yes. And perhaps there was someone who cheated on me? Who offended you in, or, you know, had some offense, and you would use one of these. Is there a story? There is. That you can tell. Because I've got one, too. Yes. And I, I, so in a nutshell, I was a and freshman. And we've all been there. We've all oh, been yeah. duped. We've oh, all yeah. had our moments. I was a freshman and in my philosophy High school class, or college? College. Because my, my story goes to high school. Yeah. No, I mean, eh, there wasn't a whole lot going on in high school in that regard. I mean, okay. there there were some flirtations, but nothing nothing too serious. So, okay. you know, college, um, philosophy class. I make friends with this guy. He's a senior. I'm a freshman. Mm. He's not bad looking. Okay. And he's definitely into me. Mm. Except I'm not ready to go as fast as he is. Okay. Like, I'm not against the idea of, you know, going all the way. I'm just like, yeah, just hold on, hold on. Gotcha. Um, and I'm, you know, I, uh, I think things are kind of cooling off between us, and I'm like a little sad and disappointed because, you know, not that I thought there was any great future for us, but you know, it's it's a blow to your self esteem, man. Oh, sure. No matter what your age. And absolutely. I, you know, in this philosophy class, I'm not only friends with him, but um, two of his other friends. And unlike him, they're actually really nice guys. And uh, so I walk into his room to drop off some notes. Room? You mean his dorm room? His dorm room, yes. At Vassar, we did. When seniors were actually on campus? Well, at Vassar, we just never had a very big culture of living off campus. Like, it, okay. Everything was just so self contained on campus. Um, there just really wasn't this whole live off campus culture. Gotcha. Partly because okay. we also had um, within the campus boundary, we had sort of these apartments <clears throat> that you could apply to live in as a senior. But, okay. You know, this guy. Uh, didn't, you know, it's a lottery system, so it's really up to luck. Gotcha. Um, anyway, so he, I walk in and there's a bouquet of roses Uh-oh. on his bed. Oh, shit. And his friend, who I guess had been trying to warn me about this for a while now that I look back on it, and yeah. he's like, oh, so these are for what's her name? I forget her name now. And I knew her, and I liked her. She was like a nice Aww. a nice girl. And thankfully, I had enough presence of mind to be like, oh, cool. Here are your notes. Mm. And like walk out. But yeah. his friend who was in a deeply committed relationship and was literally just doing this out of the kindness of his heart, Mm -hmm. walked out with me and he's like, hey, I've got two tickets to the theater production tonight. Let's go. (gasps) Wow. You shouldn't sit in your room tonight. Let's go. 
Oh. And I think it, I, I want to say, I think it was actually one of the Greek tragedies. <laughs> it was one of like the really brutal, bloody Greek tragedies. Wow. Which really fit the bill. But, you know, he was, he was just really nice trying to keep my spirits up and Aww. being really sweet. And yeah. I always think back on him um, fondly. And, uh, you know, I think he went on to go get like a PhD in history or something or philosophy. But the anyway, friend, not the offender, the friend, the offender, um, mm-hmm. I believe, went on to medical school and flunked out. No, I <laughs> Uh, my guess is, um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to, oh, yep, very, oh. Did you just live search? I did. Social media search? I <laughs> did. Ah, tell me he's in like the worst possible medical field. Like he's a proctologist. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, think he's, you know, what's I, proctologist I don't think he, uh, that's a butt doctor. That's what I thought. Okay. Yep. No, he's not. And, you know, uh, he, but he definitely looks like he's uh, shrunken and gotten a little pudgy. Oh, and you know what? That's, <laughs> that's okay. Like, yeah, it looks like he's doing well and I'm okay with that. Okay. I I have grown past it. There but you go. Yeah. It's also very clear that I'm really glad I don't wake up to that face. <laughs> Any hoosie. Okay, so my story. High school. I was so young and naive back then. The Okay. And insecure. Throw that in there too. I was a sophomore and I had started going out to this. Pl- I'm, I'm going to try to keep things vague because you, the world I'm is trying. small. The I world is as well. Yeah. Yeah. The world is smaller than we think it is. Okay. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to type the name in the notes so you can live Google while I okay. sit here and try to tell the story okay i also just pasted the uh picture <laughs> oh okay well not yeah, you terrible. see what i mean like he was cute yeah. when he was younger but he kind of yeah. like pudgy yeah okay anyway continue yeah. okay um so all right Oh, I'm typing typing you notes so that you can Google, you can try to Google. Is this person potentially still in the area? In the state? I have not had, I I haven't thought of looking this person up in 30 years. Ah, because there are several. Okay. Um, Anyway. Okay. I'll tell the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell the story. Narrow down. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm a sophomore and I had started hanging out with this group of friends and this particular guy, we're going to call him John Doe just okay. to keep it neutral. That's our uh-huh. generic, generic name. So John Doe and I go to the same high school. 
But he is dating a girl from our arch rival, Mm -hmm. a different school. Mm -hmm. And these two have a long history. Mm. And they are a on and off again. (laughs) long history yeah oh i see where this is going um so in one of those offs he and i become a couple ah and i'm like i i'm so naive i don't know what you know i don't know how deep he is with this girl i'm just like okay john doe and this other girl have split up Mm-hmm. And now he's interested in me. Okay, sweet, cool. I'm cool with this. Again, high school. So what does that that mean? That means talking on the phone, mm-hmm. landlines with uh-huh. phone cord late oh, at yeah. night. Twisting the phone cord around your finger. <clears throat> yep. Until you fall asleep. <laughs> Still on the line. Um, passing notes in the hallway at school. Because this mm-hmm. predates cell phones and texting. Oh, God. Notes, passing notes, our very own ostraca. Yes. Right? We're writing on paper. And the fold of the paper, the way you folded the oh, note yeah. up, was like always a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so passing notes as you pass in the hallway. Because we didn't have any classes together. Mm-hmm. We just met because of mutual friends. Right. And so one day we're at the local hangout. Mm-hmm. On a on a weekend at night, and we're sitting across the table from each other, and he tells me, "So, I decided to start a rumor." I'm like, okay, oh, that never ends well. I started a rumor that I was seeing somebody else. I was so naive; I bought it. I oh did boy. not know. <laughs> I was so young and naive. I'm like, what? I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm like, what is what is that? 14, 15? Yeah. 15. Yeah. I'm like 15 years old. I didn't know any better. I I believed him. I believed that for whatever reason. And I asked him why. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, oh my god. Okay. In, in hindsight, I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> He's trying to preempt <laughs> you finding out that he's cheating on you, that he got back together with his old girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. Anyway, that uh, I was so young and naive. And eventually mm-hmm. it ended. And yeah. Um, so the picture you posted does not, not that's not him. Okay. <clears throat> there are a number of this possibilities name. of him. Yeah. So it's yeah. 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 Um I'm typing you another note in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah. There is one other possibility here. Oh, oh you found something. You found a possibility. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Okay, it's thirty years. It's hard to 
be sure. Yeah, there is that, you know. Um, um, but anyway, so I head I, over to Facebook because we would have people in common. Right. You know, um, but and, anyway, so yeah. yes. you recovered, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I recovered with the help of the, uh, remember the song Don't Look Back by no, OMD? Not yet. <laughs> no. Oh, anyway. Yeah. You need a good breakup song. You need a good, you know, a good breakup song, a good cry. And then really you need to like, just be like, whatever. I'm too fucking fabulous for this. So <laughs> <laughs> who again? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I hadn't thought of that guy in, you know, almost 30 years. And wow. Yeah. yeah now I'm like, oh, look at him. <laughs> Any <Anywho-sy. laughs> Yeah. All righty. So, yeah. So there we go. You know, there is life after the breakup. <laughs> and, yes. you know, you don't need a curse. You just need a good breakup song and go out and look fabulous and do your thing. And yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, so what's, uh, okay. <laughs> back over to the, I'm sitting, I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. So <laughs> we got our, we got our Fenrir mention in. We did. We did. We did. And next week is the second annual Asshole Uh-oh. Philosophers episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. (laughs) And uh, yeah. So in the meantime, you can subscribe yourselves to our social media scrolls. We're on the gram at Drunk Mythology Gals. (laughs) We're on TikTok, apparently, at Drunk Mythology Gals. We're on the web at DrunkMythologyGals.com. Where I am going to make an extra effort tonight to set up these images of the voodoo doll for you guys to see the not to scale notes. I'm going to, I'm going to make extra oh, efforts yeah. to do that. And tonight. the, and the lead tablet. Yes. I, I am so behind on getting our <laughs> notes, our images from our notes up there. But this one, these, these, you guys need to see the voodoo doll. I, yeah. I'll, if nothing creepy. else, I will get the voodoo doll up there. There you go. Um, we're also on Patreon. We mentioned that earlier on <laughs> patreon.com yep. slash drunk mythology gals. So much fun over there. Yeah. Um, email. Do, we shouldn't even mention the email because we don't. We should, I think we should just take the email out from now on. <laughs> we don't check the email. It's yeah. it's terrible. Oh, it's, it exists. But only life, for signing up for shit that we forget about later. So yeah, life has just been so bad. Yeah, just slide with, into our DMs instead. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should put Facebook in place because we, if you message us on Facebook, where does that land? I saw, I, yeah, oh, you're me. Okay. You know what? Let's offer up our special thanks to Sound Effects Kim for putting the top spin on our sound. And thanks again to all of you for joining us. Please subscribe, <laughs> leave a rating or review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they're like, 
you know, I just broke up with my boyfriend and I don't know what to do. And you're like, hey, why don't you get a clay doll and stick some pins in it? We got answers. (laughs) (laughs) We got curses for you. (laughs) Finally, always remember if the gods can behave badly, as well as the angels in the book of Revelation, (laughs) so can you. 